The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Billionaire Healthcare. Bringing the health secrets of the rich and famous to you. Your host is Ashley Black. We'll talk about what's really going on inside your body and what you can do to take control of your health and wellness. Now, here is your host, Ashley Black. Good Wednesday afternoon or morning, depending on where you are tuning in from. I know we have uh, listeners in Hawaii, which would be early in the morning there. What's up, Pam, in Hawaii? Um, So... Welcome, you guys, to another edition of Billionaire Healthcare. And if you are a first-time listener, the reason our show is called Billionaire Healthcare is because there are people who are rich and famous that get all the secrets in the health community way before uh, the rest of the world. And so I'm trying to be that bridge and get the information in the hands of the people who need it, which is our general population. So let me give everybody a way to kind of log in and listen and get going, and then we'll jump into the meat of today's show. So number one, if you are listening on Voice America, um, you can go to Facebook to the private groups um, and type in Fascia Blasters. It's F-A-S-C-I-A blasters and get in our private group where you can be um, able to see our live feeds and all of our great information and the things that we're going to be linking in the comments section. And if you're on the live feed on the Fascia Blasters page, you can feel free to comment. We can see you. Um, But if you're having any issues with audio, then we can um, just go ahead and log on to voiceamerica.com. So today's show is about the trends in rehab. Bart, tell them what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about like the latest fads or trends in um, the rehabilitative world now. We're going to be talking about cryotherapy, prolo treatment, which is uh, PRP, stem cell injections, um, vibration plates, the, uh, the fancy kinesio tape you see on everybody these days. We're going to talk about some good uses and some bad uses of all that um, and really just what you need to know if in case you're not getting the results you wanted or if you want to change your life a little bit. Well, as you guys know, Bart is a rehabilitative expert, and last week we did a great show. I love it. If you haven't um, listened to it, I think we should send everybody back to that show because it's almost to me like a partner show to this one. Um, These are all in-house. We don't have special guests, and the reason why is because we want to give you kind of our official stance on things. Last week we gave you information on the Body Hacks episode about exercise and how to analyze what's right for you to not jack up your fascia. This week, we're moving into the rehabilitative world. And, you know, Bart, we look at the inbox, we look at the comments every week, and people are asking about this stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, totally. Especially the the first thing we're going to talk about is is cryotherapy. A lot of uh, a lot of questions we get asked is, can I use ice after fascia blasting? Can I use ice after working out? And I mean, or jumping in the pool or cold tubs is that okay? So let's just talk about not cryo yet. We'll go into that into two seconds. But let's just talk about why someone would have the desire to use any type of chilling. Because I don't think that people know what that's for. Yeah. Um, in general, the, the reasons it's used in sports and athletics and everything is after activity, you've built up all this this leftover material. It's, it's lactic acid from actually moving. Um, it's in the cells. It's in the blood. And the sort that that fluid is actually what causes muscle soreness. So when everyone says I'm sore, it's from that buildup in the muscle tissue, the lactic acid. So when you get into a cold tub, it all the cold does, it provides the best environment for tissue healing down to the cellular level. The cells like it cold. They like it when everything's just a little bit slowed down and it, they can get the healing, the healing let's, in their let's, terms. That's a hard contrast because, you know, we always say flush the blood to the area, which is the opposite, which is heat. So I definitely want to make a line in the sand that this is for after training, after rehab, after fascia blasting, after whatever you're doing, that's when you go to the cold environment. And never first, right? Never first. It's always heat, heat, warm up. Heat before, cool down, cool after. So uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of getting in the hot tub and the cold tub kind of a contrast bath. Well, with if you're doing cryotherapy after fascia blasting, physiologically it's doing the same thing. You're heating it up, and then you're you're you get the blood flow so it's open, and then you constrict it so uh, it uh, clamps down. So it's a natural like if you're pumping your wrist, you're pumping it up and pushing it back. So it's just a natural lymphatic system drainage and also talk about just cold in general before we go into uh, cryotherapy it's also just for swelling you know to me when somebody has either an acute injury or they're just like oh i'm so achy the first thing i send them to is a cold source so talk a little bit about how the vasorestriction with cold you know is good for yeah. That. So, for so, 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 for, so when you're when you're swollen, there's there's blood flow to the area. So what you want to do is kind of s- stop the blood flow, limit the amount of swelling to the area. So you put ice on it. Ice causes the blood vessels to constrict, um, and they just limit the blood flow to the area, so that the the um, the amount of blood that's actually there will actually clean up and start remodeling. And that's actually the fibroblasts and all the other small connective tissue stuff in the blood can actually come in and, and do the real work. But um, the cold decreases the, the sensitivity of the nerve so you don't feel pain. Um, yeah, let's talk about that because I think cold in general, the original intention, I mean, I don't know how long this has been going on, but it's long, sure as long as I've ever been around, um, it's a pain inhibitor. Yeah, it, it, it slows the conduction of the nerve so it, it just doesn't, the pain signal gets blocked. It doesn't translate as well. So you don't feel the pain. Um, granted, it takes a couple minutes for that to kick in. That's why it's really yeah, miserable the first couple minutes. Cold. Yeah, <laughs> I hate cold too, but I tell you what, um, you know, back in the day when I was really inundated with working with 
the NFL, that was something that I just said, you know what, every single game, every single workout, cold bath, just do it. it. And after my treatments, in fact, I wish cryotherapy would have been around when I had clinics because I think we we were using the game ready, which is something that does compression and then ices you a little deeper. Still very well used. Yeah. So in fact, while we're doing our product review, I am a big fan of the game ready being used after if anybody has that. But let's let's talk about cryotherapy because I can tell you this. I was in um, L.A. all last week and these cryotherapy places are popping up and I want to make sure that people understand you know what the benefits are and then also what the limitations are because I don't want people spending a ton of money doing something expecting a result that they're not going to get from cryogenics or cryotherapy alone and this is what we're talking about is the whole the whole body cryotherapy not just putting an ice back on it on your hamstring after blasting right so tell them what they're official stances. I always like to go and research the company and find out exactly what they're saying and then also go into the research so that I can give an educated opinion on it. And Bart did the grunt work this week for sure on this show. So tell them what cryotherapy is, like describe it because I've seen it and it looks almost like a stand up tanning bed where your head is hanging Mm -hmm. out and they freeze the crap out of you for about 30 seconds. Um, That's the non-scientific side. What is the scientific side? It's called whole body cryotherapy. So just not sticking an ice pack on you. Um, And it consists of exposing the entire body to very low sub-zero temperatures, sometimes uh, negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit for a couple minutes. Usually it's two to four. And often, two to four minutes. Two to four minutes. Yeah, so, yeah. And the person will stand in a tank closet-like thing, wear minimal clothing, and be bathed in liquid nitrogen or refrigerated air, depending on their setup. Okay, so time out. I'm, I'm curious. Why liquid nitrogen? Because it's the coldest substance that we can make. Isn't right that now. like yeah. what we freeze warts off with? And yeah, stuff yeah. Like that? We, Very yeah. interesting. So, and it's it's pretty much you're getting those the physiological effects of that 20-minute cold tub in about two to four minutes and um what they hypothesize is it any different like so if somebody were to do a cold tub for free and and let me tell you the the ghetto way to do a cold tub is to get three big bags of ice like you get from the gas station and throw them in a normal size bathtub with cold water and get in is that different than cryotherapy it's not very different it's it's only the amount of time you're actually spending in there so like if you're Le- like LeBron is a big believer in it because, but he's playing an 82 game season. Right, he he's trying to get ready to, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Us general, um, just workout gurus, we don't need to be doing it for recovery or anything like that. And it's actually the FDA has not approved it as a medical treatment, and the scientific evidence behind it as a weight loss or obesity preventative measure is not proven. So that's the. the Do we go down that rabbit trail a lot for the weight loss? Because I've kind of been hearing that too. Like people are saying that it has something to do with weight loss. And all I would say is that if cold makes you not swell, then for sure you can have like an adjustment on the scale. And all of our people, I always tell them, just get off the scale. Like it's just not a good measure of how things are going. mm -hmm. It's 100%. But I will say this. I do endorse. I'm going to say straight Mm -hmm. up right now that I like cryotherapy, particularly if it's something that's available at your gym um, because you can get your workout in, get in the sauna, get your fascia blast on, and then cryo, and it's just a quick way to get that cold. So I don't see anything wrong with it. 
it helps with recovery a lot. It's it's mandatory in, in colleges and in the pros they get fined if they don't do it. So I mean it's it's and it's a very proven technique and the, it's actually once you get used to it, it's very comforting. But it, let's say too, Bart, that we endorse cold in general. So yeah. if you're someone out there who's using the fascia blaster or you have an injury or you're rehabbing or you're like a crazy crossfitter and you're going out there and you know getting micro tears, which I'm all for all of that hardcore physical activity, but I do think that the idea of cold tubbing afterwards or icing afterwards or game readying afterwards or cryotherapy afterwards. I don't really care the mechanism of getting cold, but I think we need to kind of come out with the Ashley Black Guru official statement that cold is good. And exactly. A lot of people on the page are asking if they can use it. Like, why am I so sore? Is there anything to help with the soreness? And we kind of just suggest them just, I'll say, get in the sauna before and then do the cold and just you're just mm-hmm. getting a blood pump because a lot of people they're also saying like i just feel so inflamed still well these little techniques can help you with the whole body uh just decreasing that inflammation and just getting well i can speak to that today in fact i got treated the last three days in a row i've been really trying to restore my hip as a lot of you know i've had 22 total surgeries and today that's what i feel like i feel like i just need a cold tub i feel like i definitely don't want to stir it up with the fascia blaster i don't want a sauna I just want to get some of the inflammation out. So I think this is a great option for our people. But one huge disclaimer that I just want to like scream from the mountaintops is that do not ever, ever ice before you fascia blast because you're restricting the blood flow. And then you would have to do a certain amount of fascia blasting just to get the blood back to the area. Um, And also we know that cold kind of makes the fluid of the fascia less jello-y mm-hmm. so it's just the worst possible time to fascia blast same thing for those of you who live in cold weather like don't go snowboarding and then come inside and fascia blast you'd have to heat before mm-hmm. you did that so all right so there we are on cold and cryotherapy and uh we'll be coming right back i think one of the most popular things in sports and i also see it literally in every single chiropractor's office pt office is e-stem or electrical stem tens units things like that so we're going to be doing a full analysis of how you can and can't incorporate that into your um, program so everybody stick around and we'll be right back Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you, young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women. The fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. 
We are bombarded with information daily about happy life strategies, beauty products, and business success ideas. Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. Shelly will explore and recommend proven business ideas as well as show you how to use the law of attraction to create health, happiness, and a prosperous business. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are diving into trends in the rehabilitative realm, and this is one that I kind of just need to shut up on because I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of ESTEM or TENS units because I just don't think they're a solution. So, but I don't, I also try to see the good in everything. So let's talk about what the benefits are and what is the official stance? Who did you, whose website did you go to and what are they saying, Bart? This is, this is from the textbook. This is from, uh, his name is John Starkey. He's the one who wrote the book on ESTEM and our parameters for the whole medical community to use it. And there's a bunch of different units out there. So let it be known. This is just the general uses for, for, uh, let's tell them too what ESTEM is. Cause that's a word you and I know, but ESTEM actually stands for electrical stimulation. And whenever you've seen the little pads that you yeah. put on that contract the muscle, um, and there's a lot of different, that's the broad term, but there's a lot of, there's inferential, there's, uh, neuromuscular education. There's for explain those two. What is interventional? It just means that it's inter, inter, interferential is the type of current it, it uses, and it's pretty much the the science behind it is to flood the nervous system with um, to to activate certain uh, sensory receptors in the in the uh, tissue, and they're the same sensory receptors that pain uses. So they go up the same road, and pretty much we're putting a roadblock on it. And just tell it's them, like hey, a roadblock for yeah. pain. So you, you feel the stem, but you don't feel the pain. And that that will really occur for about two hours and after the treatment. And that does work, right? It definitely does but work. But what I want to say about interferential or really any of these other types is that these are temporary solutions. This is not a solution, in my right. opinion. It's just something that you can do to kind of ward off the evil spirit, yeah. so to speak, for a little bit. So what there, about the uh, the neuromuscular re-education? So, um Those are used for uh, strengthening a muscle, um, getting a a muscle to fire, kind uh, co-contract. So if maybe your hamstring's firing, but your quad's not, you have to assist Like pairing and unpairing. I can tell Um, you that I've used this before when we had the clinics, and I liked it for this. So let me say one good thing about it (laughs) is that when you have a muscle that won't come on, if you use the e-stem where it is you know, contracting the muscle for you, and then you use your own brain to try to make that happen at the yep. same time, it can coax the muscle on. Yep. But it, to me, that's almost a desperate situation. And it, I feel like it's just being overused. Well, and it's also, it's like, it's, you shouldn't walk in every single doctor's office and then the ESM and ice. I mean, that's kind yeah. of the standard thing in training rooms. I see it in yeah. PT clinics. Like, why is that still a thing? 
Um, it depends on the setting, but it's also just because it's a quick fix. It's what it's the pa- that's what the patient wants. They want to be pain free. Well, the easiest thing you can do is stick a something on them. They're pain free for a couple hours. Then they can kind of like, all right, I'll fight through the pain for the rest of the, until I get home and put it back on. It's the it's the lazy way out. I mean, the, the way to well, really let me get tell you, I'm okay with getting out of pain. I mean, I would love right now. I just walked back to the office and was like, bar pull on my leg for a second. So I'm all for getting out of pain. I just want to make sure that my Ashley Black guru stance on any type of temporary pain reliever, whatever it is, is that while you're using that, be working on the root cause, which is always, you know, alignment, something structural, and then whatever exercise that you need to do, like we talked about last week. Otherwise, you're just stuck in this cycle of always trying to inhibit the pain or turn on a muscle Mm -hmm. or vibrate a muscle or whatever we're trying to do. And I'm not a fan of that. So um, what's anything else? Um, You can also use it for to enhance tissue repair, there's certain kind of settings you can do it that'll that'll cause certain um, cellular uh, cells to come to the area and start remodeling a little bit quicker. Like so, you can you send the electricity and something in the nervous system says, "Oh, this is happening. Now we need to heal." So those are all good. So that's settings. good use, and that's yeah. also what most of the pro training rooms are doing, right? Yeah, yeah, and and also now they put. They put medicines on them, and you can use electricity to send medicine through the skin directly to the area. It's called iontophoresis. It's very popular, very safe. I've seen that for planner specialists. Yeah, planner. It's a, I mean, it's very safe. It's it's very inexpensive at the doctor's office. Sometimes it's one of those quick fixes that kind of just helps you get by for a couple months. So I think what I'm hearing from your mouth and kind of the way I feel is that all of these treatments are valid. They're just not a solution. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. You can use them if, you, if you're really in pain. By all means, go for it. I've used them on plenty of athletes just to kind of get through that. Acute. And do you have a favorite brand? Of interferential? Uh, or, or just any of them. Just, I'm just trying to help big, our listeners. I'm a big fan get, of interferential current especially right after an injury mm-hmm. and it's just because of how but Ionto has to be a physician yeah yeah a prescribed medicine but they're really good for for healing stages i mean especially acute on like when if you can't get your back to fire you can't you, you're just in so much pain and you just need to sleep take a little edge off. yeah it's okay. better than an incense though like Yeah, I would have to agree with that, too. I'd rather do something externally that's not uh, a drug. Always drug is the latter choice. Uh, And we discussed that on a great show with Dr. Rakowski. If you haven't heard that show, go back and pick that one up. That one was really good. And again, it's Dr. Rakowski. I'm sure our uh, social media team can post that link. Okay, so I'm glad we still have some time because every single time... I have seen someone lately who is seeing me for an injury. They are taped up in kinesio tape, and um, I'm going to have some issue with this. So, first of all, I'd like their official stance on what this does, and then I want to talk about what I think it does and what I think it doesn't do. Okay, so uh, from kinesiotape.com, KT tape is applied along muscles, ligaments, and tendons, to provide a lightweight external support to help you remain active while recovering from injuries. KT tape creates neuromuscular feedback that inhibits or facilitates stronger firing of muscles and tendons. This feedback creates elements without the bulk and restriction commonly associated with wraps and heavy bracing. KT tape gives you confidence to perform your best. 
Straight from the website. So, <laughs> okay, so um, well, that's a whole lot. First of all, let's translate in the normal language. Show me where on the page where you were reading right. that. Okay, so what I'm seeing is that they're taping in these patterns. Where does those and, patterns come so from? So they're they make them. I mean, they're pretty much you you. Uh, it's not made up as you go along. There's they made a book and everything, but it's pretty much along with muscle tendons and origins. And you're just trying to promote that muscle to fire and kind of like you're kind of assisting which as an athletic trainer i've used tape and wraps to do that to so like assist let's definitely motion. differentiate here because when bart and i talked about this the other day i was like i understand if somebody has an unstable joint like i know somebody who had twisted their ankle yeah. and they had to play on sunday so i'm all for taping it up yeah, that's, that's not what we're talking about we're talking completely different yeah we're talking about the tape. stuff that's done in these patterns yeah. on the body for sensory perception and yeah. it, it my general feeling and i'm happy to argue this with you if you want <laughs> or anyone out there that wants to argue this with me I, i'd love an intellectual debate um but i'm not a fan of any type of coaxing because I feel like that doesn't get the brain involved like if my knee needs to go straight I don't want a tape to tell me my knee needs to go straight I want my brain to tell me my knees needs to go straight that's how we do neurological re-education so I almost feel like that works against you if you have part of your skin tape because that will tape the fascia right a lot of people say that it does give them that sense of like okay now I can now I have to actively think about making my knee straight, which some people want, but also like what it says for straight from the website. But is that it, placebo? Exactly. That's what it, <laughs> it's providing an external support. I mean, ultimately, we want to be able. But to kinesio do it without, tape can't really support. No, it's just it's applied to the skin and it's hypothesized to help assist contraction. It's supposed to assist with. Uh, okay, what's edema. the science behind it? I see a link to some science. So do we have any studies whatsoever that show that it can actually make... A, there, there is this a, is the part I have issue with, that the it inhibits the relaxers and facilitates stronger firing of the muscles and tendons. How can tape do that? Please tell me in some scientific way that that exists. Because if it does, I'll shut up and switch my opinion. The the only way I could think that they could hypothesize that statement was as if a, the... If you're trying to activate the agonist by your, which is the opposite, yeah, you activate the agonist. The 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 antagonist is going to relax. So it's just it's. But what does tape have to do with activation, really? It's the tactile sensation of being on the skin. Okay, so let me say this: I can at least make a case for. I know sometimes if I'm trying to get a muscle on, I might tap on it, and I'll tell someone to meditate on it, and I'll say, "Picture where I'm tapping, fire right where I'm tapping." So in that sense, if if tape or tapping or your clothes rubbing up against you Mm -hmm. or whatever it is creates attention to an area then i'm all for it but i just i'm hearing a lot of oh it's moving the fascia and it's supporting the joint and it's straightening my knee and stuff like that and i just i I can't buy into that it's very hard to prove it it's the whole the whole science behind it is not proven it's only been out for the last 10 15 years and i mean it's just some people like it and it could either be placebo it could be because it's it's actually doing it's just it's really hard to tell and measure um I've worked with athletes who, who hate it. I've worked with athletes who can't do anything without it. So as a trainer, I'm like, whatever makes you be able to perform. But as a clinician, I'm like, I know it's not helping you actually heal, in my professional opinion. Okay, so I think I've formed my 
professional opinion. <laughs> and what I what I think about uh, kinesio tape as well as anything else, I don't care if you put a bowl on your head with a water in it and you bong it and that if that makes you feel better and and you feel it like it works and you have less pain and you have better outcome do it i am a fan of the patient taking their health into their own hands and if 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 they're having a positive feedback whether it's placebo or not then i have to say i would support it scientifically it doesn't make sense to me um i think if you have a a unstable joint you either need to be strengthening it without sensory perception or you need to brace it up one or the other um so that is that's what i'm going to say you got anything else on that we got about 30 seconds you you made a good comment you uh i have actually seen in rehab to kind of get people to actively think about loading the joint because a lot of the times an athlete, when they're coming back from like an ACL or something, it's hard for them to load their knee. It's hard for them to load that hip. And just having something there, it provides them even ability. They, in their brain, they're like, okay, now I'm comfortable. That more goes to like the psychology yeah, of sport. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and sometimes in rehab, that's what you have to figure out. If they're, I've seen it plenty of times and I just stuck a piece of tape on them and then all of a sudden it's, it's the light bulb comes on. And for that purpose, and go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. But I also just read a comment from Chelsea Stellman from Idaho, who's an LMT. And she's like, I can't treat anyone with that tape on. And I've run into true, that too. Yeah. You know, they, I they guess practitioners are saying, yeah, leave them on they, for a few yeah. days. And I can tell you this, you cannot get proper, proper manual therapy. If you have tape all over yourself, first of all, it hurts to <laughs> rip it off. And the kinesio tape that I've, seen it makes you know it leaves that sticky yeah. goopy stuff on you so mm-hmm. anyway just another point to bring up so um i'm not going to say do or don't i'm just going to say that i don't uh i haven't seen the science that supports it yet um but whatever makes you feel good and helps you i'm all for it all right so we're going to be coming back and we're going to be jumping into the vibration plate um as well as some injections which i think is going to be a great segment particularly you know if you have anybody that uh you know is getting injections right now definitely um tag them in the live feed so that they can get the information that they need to make good educated decisions about inserting a needle into their body and we'll be right back right after this very quick uh voice america commercial Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. 
We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention, it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Health Care. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I just wanted to address a couple of the comments. Somebody said something about let Bart finish. Um, Just so you know, if I interrupt Bart, it's because Bart is speaking a little bit in too nerdy, and I'm trying to (laughs) translate it to the regular people. Um, So, so sorry, but I'm going to be interrupting and hosting. That's (laughs) my job. Um, Okay, so a lot of stuff about the vibration plates. Just so you guys know, that's going to be in the final segment, so if you want to tune us out for the injections that's what we're going to move into and i think the hottest ticket smoking in town right now is the um prp prp yeah so you want to just run right into it yeah i want to see what they're well first of all let's tell them what it stands for and how it's being used so so prp is called platement rich plasma um and it's what happens is is they'll they'll um they'll draw you some blood They'll send it through a centrifuge, and they'll get all. They'll uh, what comes up is just the platelets. They'll put the platelets into uh, a needle, and they'll inject it locally at the site where wherever you're feeling, wherever the issue is. Most commonly, it's in lateral epicondylitis, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow. I've done it. I've per- seen it in hamstrings. Uh, yeah, and, and as a sports medicine person, I've I've seen it in hamstrings. Um, and what it does is it's pretty much you the the platelets in the blood have the they're the ones that actually get to the the uh, injured site and actually have the cells that cause healing to occur. So what you're doing is you're pretty much taking the good parts of the blood, injecting it directly at the site, in order for new remodeling to occur. So. Along and so, but once you do that, there's some contraindications like how long you have to you have like for a hamstring. We had to wait two weeks before we could do any muscle activation, um, and it's not exactly clear why or how it's working. They just know it, it it is working somewhat. But the biggest issue with it is it's not covered by insurance and it's very well, expensive. It's expensive. How much is PRP? I've heard the range all the way from it depends 2000 on, to 20000 depends on what you're getting it on. It's it's a minimum of 2000 at the places I've worked and that's just for one injection. You usually get them you can get them up 5 to 10 times. 
Um, so it's a very costly, costly treatment. And in my opinion, you can get the benefits of a PRP treatment without getting PRP. That's how I, I see it because by just by, because like what the fascia blaster does or just any soft tissue in general is you're remodeling it with your hands. You're remodeling it with the fascia blaster. So big question. Is there a study out there? I know that we have studies and they, I, I know we didn't send the links, but we had a study that showed bar none that all types of fascia work uh, manually was more effective than kinesio tape. Remember the yeah, study? Yeah, and it should be getting I was going to say, do, sensi- oh, you did send yeah. it? Okay, awesome. Yeah. So that link will post. Um, do Is there any comparative between the PRP and and some type of fascial slash manual therapy? Did you find anything on no, that? No, there, there's, there's not, and there's because the, the, the PRP treatment is so new that it, there's not a lot of actual evidence out on it right now um all we do know is that it's all hypothesized that if you get the good materials in the blood to the area it needs to be at it should get better quicker because like i said the the platelets have the actual cells that are in charge of rebuilding connective tissue the fiber and the fibroblast i can say my opinion on the PRP is that in theory it definitely makes sense to me but I would love and I'm kind of putting a shout out to all my MDs people who run research facilities I know that you're listening I saw your name go by (laughs) Uh, that's something that we should compare I would love to see the fascia blaster go up against PRP and see from a MRI what is healing faster because at the end of the day we know that good blood to yeah. an area definitely helps yeah. and that's just the way that it is so i'm all for I'm, I'm all for prp i just think it's expensive and then remember i almost died from a needle because it was tainted yeah. and so there is some inherent risk every time you do injections so we can talk about other injections let's go to prolo so prp is actually actually a type of prolotherapy which prolotherapy is all it is is you're injecting something to get the proliferation phase of healing to start, which there's three phases of healing, inflammation, proliferation, and maturation. So what prolotherapy is, is you're injecting something to the local site similar to PRP, and you're you're pretty much trying to skip straight to the tissue healing um, phase and just completely withdraw inflammation and just kind of, you're trying to just cut, make a So what's your opinion on that? My opinion on it is is that that can be beneficial depending on where you are in the healing process. I am a believer that the inflammation is good, that it needs to occur at least initially to get the, the, the mind to know what's going on in the body mm-hmm. as well as to kind of get there's, – there's chemicals in there that is good for the, the injured site, the platelets, the fibroblasts, the, all the good parts of the blood that we've all talked about before – it has to get there, and I'm just—I mean, I'm more naturalistic. Try to he- try to heal it first, than just stick a needle in. And the so what prolotherapy specifically? Does, there's three different solutions, and they all are in, are stimulating the inflammation healing process what in different about ways. The prolo for ligaments, because I kind of understood that at least one type of prolotherapy was more like you know that stuff we used to use when we were kids. That's kind of like glue, but stretchy what's that stuff called rubber cement rubber cement rubber cement and so i could definitely make a case for an ultrasound guided prolotherapy for a grade two ish three ish one ish ligament uh tear yeah. but i just think it's permanent 
Well, that's how they get. That's actually how. If your correct pro therapy treatment is guided with ultrasound, it you can't do it without. That, so that, let's put that warning out there, and we'll just make that kind of our official stance on prolotherapy. That if you do decide to go the prolotherapy route, that you absolutely hundred percent need to find a provider that does it under ultrasound. Otherwise, you're getting a needle in you. They're injecting a permanent fix-a-flat kind of, and they can't, no matter how good you are at anatomy, you just can't see it. So I would definitely make sure you got a guided ultrasound. And before we finish the injection section, I do want to move on to stem cells. We only have, they're telling me 30 seconds, but we'll go over just a hair because I do want to touch on stem cells. So pretty much the stem cells we're talking about, it's not the, the embryonic stem cells that you're not allowed to use. It's the adult stem cells can be used as a prolo uh, treatment, and they can um, be used to uh, to help with maintenance or repair. They uh, multiple studies have shown that they have that by just injecting stem cells, they can uh, provide womb healing and stimulate fibroblast proliferation, collagen secretion, increasing connective tissue strength, all that stuff. Because what adult stem cells do is they they have they have the makeup to start making stuff on their own. They don't need... That's why the beauty market is so into stem cells. I've even seen stem cells for cellulite. I've seen uh, some plastic surgeons that are actually doing some facials with stem cells. So what what's our warning on these? And what's our... I mean, I have to say I can make a case for it. If it helps oh. regenerate cells, it's kind of like just, HGH. Uh, or, just be aware because of the injection as well. I mean, it's, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you have to keep going back and doing it over and over and of course it's not covered under insurance and it's really expensive it's also new and i i don't like to tell people to shy away from things that are new because what i'm doing is new um so i don't want people to be scared of it but just know that there's not a lot of long-term research and we still there's stem cell therapy that's going on around the world i i can't mention the actual case that i was involved in but it was with a very famous athlete and we all flew over to germany Mm -hmm. and he received this treatment um and they've been doing it a lot longer than us it's just really hard to get stuff approved in america with the fda i mean there's just a lot in other countries it's a lot easier to get stuff kind of newer treatments allowed. Well, I think this link that we're going to put up, the one that's um, the NIH Gov Info mm-hmm. Basics page on mm-hmm. stem cells, okay. I really think this is where if you're considering any type of stem cell research, go straight to our government and read for yourself. As a, as your host and for everything that I'm doing for the world, my goal is to get people to the proper information so that they can make educated decisions about themselves. So I don't feel like I'm qualified to say yes, no, maybe with stem cells. I'm thinking yeah. my official stances we need more research <laughs> we're just, we're just we're, i wouldn't do it i'd be scared we're, we're giving you the links make your own educated decisions that's what we're here for we're just trying to get the information to y'all um as best we can okay great so i see a lot of people talking about the vibration plates i think they're waiting on it they're starving for it so we're going to come back in the last segment we'll talk about vibration plates and we will also be taking a few of you guys questions live on the air and we're moving right now into commercial break life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare 
brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you, young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women. The fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Health Care. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Okay, everybody, welcome back. So we're going to jump right into vibration plates. I know there's several brands like Power Plate. Um, I can tell you that over the past 10 years of being in this world, I'm it, when I say this world, I don't mean the earth. I mean the rehabilitative um, fascia world. Uh, this is a very common thing that I'm seeing in like celebrities' homes. I'm starting to see them in big gyms. Uh, they're definitely San Francisco. You guys yeah, have yeah, them. We, we have, we have so the 49ers have them. I'm pretty sure that pretty much every pro training room has them, which leads me to believe that there is probably some decent research behind it. So let's let's not talk about opinions. Uh, let's jump into the science. Go ahead, Bart. They actually have really. I was very impressed with the research they had on it. They have a lot of studies out there. Um, so pretty much when we talk about like what a vibration plate is, like the power plate, it's the, the official stance is called the whole, a whole body vibration training. So that's including vibration into your training regimen, rehab, whatever you're doing. And it's what it does is it aims to mechanically activate muscles by eliciting neuromuscular activity, such as your muscle reflexes. Um, the local vibrations in the tendon and muscle induce activity of the muscle spindle fibers that we have talked about before. That's a mechanoreceptor in the muscle. Um, So a reflexive contraction um, arises from the vibration in response. So you're, you're pretty much getting reflective reflexive stability in the joint. So if I'm putting, if I'm doing a squat and I'm sitting on there for low, low vibration, it's, it's hypothesized that your muscles, that amount of uh, vibration is actually stimulating muscle activity, um, which is very exciting to know. And there are studies shown out there that it has proven to be increasing strength and endurance versus people who aren't using them. It's proved it's helped with muscle soreness. Um, I've used it as a proprioceptive technique. I mean, for muscle as a warm up. Yeah. As a warm up, And I mean, a lot of, a lot of athletes do like to use it because as a, they just say, they're like, just something is that it makes me, it makes me feel warm. So, I mean, and like we've already talked about anything that can make someone feel better in a positive way, I'm all, I'm all for. 
Um, okay, so, so now I'm coming in with the hammer. Yeah, so. <laughs> so first of all, reactionary training. Let's just talk about that. So just to kind of sum up what Bart said, it, this is like your body having to react from an external stimulus so to me this kind of goes in the category of you're trying to work out and I'm like hitting you from different angles which by the way Bart and I both train pro athletes and we've done that yes we try to knock them off balance okay where I have issue with this is if somebody is not symmetrical is not stable has connective tissue issues to start with Um, I could see it being a detriment and I see it being a detriment the same way of last week. If you haven't watched the show, go back and listen to body hacks because Mm -hmm. we talked about exercise and honestly, vibration plates, in my opinion, now should have been part of that because what I believe is that you have to be able to do what we call the scarecrow, the robot the cheetah and the Cirque du Soleil before you start challenging the surfaces or challenging the different angles. Because I think if you're dysfunctional to start with, challenging it with vibration is actually going to make you find whatever you're already dysfunctional with. And I, I agree totally. This is a higher level training method. Like this isn't for the, everyone out there. If you're trying to just lose weight, oh, I'm going to hop on a vibration plate. No, that's not, that's not what we're saying. It's, it's for those – we're talking about high-level athletes using these things, people who are already in the later stages of rehab. They've been, they've been strengthening their quads. They've been strengthening their, their groins, their, their glutes. They're the ones who are going to see the best benefit from it. If you are a neurologically uh, deficit – if you have a neurological deficit and you hop on one of those vibration plates, you're going to go into – into shock you're going to not literal shock but like your nervous system is going to get shocked you're not going to know what to do your chemicals are going to get released you're just going to something crazy could happen somebody just made a comment the name rolled off i apologize but she said that they have seen good result in high level horse training so i think horses along with humans that if they are already high level symmetrical stable and you're trying to take it to the next level then i can see a place for it but 90 percent of the people who are following me are they have cellulite and they have fascia issues because of their you know biomechanical process and i just for the most part say no because it is very rare for someone even me who focuses on this every day to actually make it through scarecrow robot cheetah and Cirque du Soleil and I just can't get behind it until you've done that process once you've done that process if, if this research is true which you know I always go straight to the science I I believe it it makes sense to me I just think that what we're trying to do is put it in a rehab setting where it should be in a pro athlete setting and by the way a lot of pro athletes have a lot of dysfunction so I would want them to get through the dysfunction so can you address it as a rehabilitative tool versus a sports tool what your opinion is Bart we, we do use it as in the rehabilitative setting and it's oh it's it's always either they're at the end stage of rehab they're just trying to get warmed up right before going out to practice they're just getting a little bit so of, that's a different subject i do want to talk about that but give them your formal stance on for, as a training tool as or a, re- and, training and or rehabilitative what do you think um i think i think it can definitely be included into your your uh your uh your process, but it's definitely not going to cure or make anything just drastically better. I think it can make, help with soreness. I think it can help you warm up, and it can get you through some some later end stage, but acutely 
right on the, off the bat, I would not recommend it for anyone. Okay, so when the, would they make their official stance, which you read at the beginning yeah. of this segment, you know, they're talking about aims to mechanically activate muscles by eliciting neuromuscular activity, local tendon vibrations. I'm all for that for the highest possible level. What I am not all for is doing it too soon. But I think that's a different use, and I want to address it because I do think it has a benefit Let's just talk about vibrating at all, because I think that there are benefits to the lymphatic system. I think it increases blood flow. Yep. I think it you can possibly have some you know pain sensory uh, issues. I have a, a vibrating thing over by my bed that I stick on my hip. So I'm all for it yeah. for that. And I'm just questioning for the training purpose. And, and, and that tech, those massage vibrators, those are completely different. We're talking about the, the vibration training, the power plates. The, the, the stand, I mean, power plates, the name brand, when there's hundreds out there, um, we're talking about that kind of training, not the I'm sticking the, the nice massager on my back. That's completely different. And that's so if somebody wanted to warm up with a power plate, what would you do? Just have them stand on it or sit on a chair and put their feet on it? Or what's the best way? Um, I would stand in it. I would do a, like about a half squat for about 30 seconds. I would do an RDL for about 30 seconds. I would do a a calf raise for about 30 seconds or, or a lunge onto it for about 30 seconds, alternate each side. And you can sit, you can definitely sit on it. You can, you can put it, put it on your side. Um, they have vibrating foam rollers. I mean, there's some good stuff out there that can help with those little issues. Um, but I mean, ultimately, I mean, it's not going to fix any one thing. It's a, it's just an adjunct to whatever you are doing in your. And training. also, too, I would put a word about training that you wouldn't want to do exclusively power plate training. Oh, that yeah. it would be something that you would do maybe once or twice a week if you are at that and, high level. And that's a great comment because it's not a. It, we're talking about function a lot. I mean, there's not an activity out there where you're you're vibrating on something to get. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's not a sport out there that has a vibrating surface, so it's not a functional. <laughs> That's movement. true. I mean, like I was uh, trying to think of one. <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe the trampoline on gymnastics. I don't know. Um, but it's not a functional movement, so don't do everything on it. It's an adjunct to maybe help you get if you're a bodybuilder, maybe get over the the soreness between the next session just use it as a like i said a modality a, a something to help you with your training versus the end all be all of your training so i think that's a really good point so we we kind of endorsed in all of these things as a viable option just done in the proper way so i guess what we would say is if you are experiencing pain of some sort i actually just read a comment somebody was asking about si joints okay so Go. You got to really rewind and go, okay, what is everything that I'm doing? And I refer people back to the Dr. Rakowski's show and back to the show that we had on body hacks and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you, the first thing that you don't want to do is just go start looking for um, modalities to do things for you. So I think on our whole list of things that we talked about today, I'm just going to run them through real quick. We did the cryotherapy, different types of injections, including stem cells, e-stem, the vibration plate, kinesio tape. Um, if, if I was going to incorporate all of these into my program, and I'll let you uh, piggyback on what I'm saying as far as like what a pro athlete would do. But for me, being an injured person, um, I would start obviously with trying to start with the fascia blaster. I think that the first thing that you have to do is get everything loose to do an analysis of where your body is. Um, if I had some sort of torn ligament or really severely degenerated joint, I might consider the P. 
PRP for the ligament and possibly stem cell um, or prolo for that particular thing. Um, I would save the e-stem for either pain or I would use it to get a quad muscle or something on. Um, The vibration plate, I would completely stay away from until I was completely through with my injury and off to my sports performance training. Me personally, I wouldn't use kinesio tape because I don't like that type of biofeedback. Um, And I would use cryotherapy at the end of every session that I was using. So I think that, you know, aside from the kinesio tape, I can make a case for how you could incorporate this. Um, Based on these therapies, uh, what would you tell what would you tell someone? We got about 30 seconds. I would say that I have seen all these therapies used and I've seen benefits and side effects of them. I've talked to athletes who've had them. Um, There's some great great things about each therapy um and what i like to say is that they're specific to each person like some people like kinesio tape because they like some they like being being cuddled they like their joint being cuddled and <laughs> so, I mean, and if that's you then that's you um some people even though they know stem is just a pain reliever you know what after activity i like putting stem on and i like co- cooling it you know what more power to you i'm not gonna be the one that says something that as long as it's not a negative mm-hmm. effect by all means, use it. Whatever makes you feel better. I'm not going to be the one that says don't do something just because I. it's against my philosophy. I mean, Well, and I think that's kind of how we close out the show is that we are here to educate. You guys follow us and listen to our show and the people that we bring on to get a different opinion. And the one thing I think that Bart and I share and our guests so far have shared is that we have the understanding and knowledge of fascia, which is not usually considered so much in, in most of these modalities. So... I guess what we're saying, people, is take it or leave it. This is strictly our opinion. We did do the research. We looked into various things. Bart and I both are very open to anyone else's opinion. So if someone finds a piece of research, by all means, PM me. We can retract if something we said is not correct. But I think as a a society, we we have to take a stance for what we have in the moment and I think we did a good job of doing that today for what we have but it's always subject to change I am the person that is constantly fighting for new information let's talk about it let's have the conversation let's do the what ifs so I certainly am not going to stifle anyone out there from doing what you want I just want to try to educate you as far as how it works how it affects your fascia how it affects your routine and then ultimately how it affects your life so thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of Billionaire Healthcare and we'll see you back in the same place next Thank you for tuning in this week. Billionaire Healthcare with Ashley Black can be heard live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, be the best you. 